You are listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Brain and the Brand Show, with Timothy Maurice. Welcome back to The Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice. In this episode, I'm going to share an insight from Trevor Noah's mindset that I believe you're going to find extremely valuable. I appreciate you taking a moment to choose this show and click download. Hopefully one day, when you click download, there will be a face of me that pops up smiling. Actually, never mind. That could scare you. <laughs> In this episode, I'll share one single powerful insight from Trevor's life story that he shared in the summer of 2021 while being interviewed by the Los Angeles Times. And once done, I'll change pace and I'll share a light story about how Trevor surprised me at the taping of The Daily Show. Often when people succeed after growing up in modest or poor conditions, we rush to examine their lives and make assumptions about what has led to their success. And this is an easy temptation that I'm going to try avoiding in this episode. Trevor's story is extremely complex, and I recommend you read his New York Times bestselling book, and you can draw your own conclusions about that. But let me say, I've studied his story closely for a number of reasons. Firstly, when I moved from New York to South Africa and became a public person sharing human behavior insights through columns, radio, TV, and podcasts, I found the journey like walking a dangerous tightrope. You see, being a public figure outside the country you're born in is extremely challenging. It's tough primarily because why should anyone care? <laughs> no one cares. There's always that default assumption. You really don't know what we've gone through, which on many levels is very true. But more importantly, if that's not your goal, to speak from a vantage point of, I think I know what you went through, even if that's not your goal or my goal, people often still assume that that's what you're doing. And I've seen many public figures arrive in another country and slip on the tightrope and split their careers wide open and never recover. When Trevor first took over The Daily Show, I wasn't aware of what was driving him. At the time, he hadn't really opened up much about his anxiety, depression, his family challenges, etc. I was simply looking at the odds. And let me admit, again, which I've done to his face, that I didn't think he would crack the U.S. market the way he has, and boy was I wrong. Hopefully the insight I'm about to share will help you find yourself in his story and gleam a bit of inspiration for your own journey. In the summer of 2021, Trevor sat down with the LA Times and shared a powerful insight that I had no way of knowing and I doubt more than a handful of people has any idea of. He says, and I quote, I do it selfishly because when I make people feel better, I feel better. Noah says of his attempts to help his audience navigate the news and when appropriate, I feel a tinge of optimism. There's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy in that if you can make people feel better, then that means there is still hope. And if there's still hope, then you can still feel hopeful. So that cycle continues. Now, this is very powerful because Trevor was speaking about himself and his relationship to the audience. I want you to consider this. In the same article, 
Trevor admits working nearly every day for the past 15 years in this cycle. What was happening in this cycle? He was solving for his own mental makeup. He was dancing with himself in this cycle. When I think about my own journey, I've been doing the same thing. Writing about human behavior for the past 15 to 20 years, I've been doing the exact same thing, trying to find hope in my own story. When I inspire people to understand their brain and why they do what they do, I feel better about my own brain and my own behavior. But there's another insight from this story. There is a sacrifice you pay when you dive deep into a cycle like this. Trevor acknowledges in this article that he has missed tons of family moments, friends' birthdays, important moments that people who work a nine-to-five often take for granted. Trevor says, and I quote again, I've missed weddings, I've missed birthdays, I've missed funerals. Then something like this happens and you go, man, I've missed a lot of life. When you look at Trevor's success, I want you to step back and go, and pause actually. When you look into the eye of your newborn child, isn't this the equivalent or even greater than Trevor's hosting the Grammys? When you sit with your mother on Mother's Day or attend a friend's 30th, doesn't these moments carry the same gravity as Trevor meeting Beyonce or selling out a stadium? I want you to allow that to marinate for a moment and I'll be right back. When you're in a cycle trying to understand yourself and do it tenaciously and relentlessly, it can lead to extraordinary success. I'm a witness, but it comes with a cost. I want you to leave this episode asking yourself, are you willing to pay the cost? Trevor doesn't have kids. I don't have kids. Not yet anyway. We've given up a lot to live on foreign souls and travel the world. What is success? When the pandemic hit, Trevor says in the article that months into the pandemic, he could feel neurons in his brains that haven't fired. The truth is, we're all in a cycle. And just like Trevor, just like myself, we're all chasing unfired neurons. And maybe, just maybe, you've underestimated what makes yours fire. Trevor seems to be spending more time with family and friends and firing different neurons. Which neurons matter to you the most at any given time? Is it family and career neurons? Is it the neurons that chase global success? Is it personal peace neurons? That's the essential question. I hope you found this insightful. Now, let's switch gears and let me tell you the surprise story of what happened to me when I attended the taping of The Daily Show. Enjoy. Now, I know you're waiting for my Trevor Noah story, so here you go. Before I get into the story, though, let me help you a bit. If you're in New York, I suggest you go to The Daily Show, but make sure you book the, the guaranteed tickets. And that you get there one hour before. Here's why. There are two types of tickets. Both of them are free. They're called guaranteed and general. The general is first come, first serve. I booked the first come, first serve tickets on the first day I tried to get in. 
stood in the cold for 90 minutes and missed getting in by the skin of my teeth. 50 others like myself missed getting in as well. Fortunately, I got a chance to go on the second day I tried, and I received guaranteed tickets. So I was excited. I saw a few people who also missed out on the previous day. We were so pumped to see each other. I guess the pain of missing out on the first day bonded us somehow. So I'm standing in line with my guaranteed ticket, feeling all confident. After about 15 minutes, I see a lovely Indian lady standing in front of me alone. I also went alone. See, none of my friends in New York wanted to go. And I understand I would, I would not ordinarily have been interested either in this type of touristy stuff, but it's Trevor Noah. You know, he's an iconic South African story. So, you know, I wanted to see it. Also, because, you know, I, I have my own sort of TV show and I wanted to see at the highest level how things went down. Anyway, I greet this lovely Indian lady. She seemed very scared. Like, don't talk to me. Eventually, as I continue to press, I hear her accent. Turns out she's from Durban, visiting on a holiday. We begin to chat, and I tell her I live in Joburg. She loosens up a bit, but still remains quite reserved. Then I find out she works in risks and banking. So I understood it a bit more, so I kind of backed down a little bit. See, the Daily Show is a well-oiled machine. Show directors come outside to brief everyone in the queue. Give us all the protocols. No cell phones on the show. No big bags getting into the show. You know, no standing unless prompted. Blah, blah, blah. And they give us all a ticket number about for where we were going to be sitting. My new Indian friend, let's call her Lydia, asked me have I ever met Trevor Noah. I say, well, once, but he wouldn't remember me. There were, there were just too many people around. We get inside. Lydia is on my left. She's stuck with me now. There's a Jewish woman on my right from Washington, D.C. Let's call the Jewish lady, Rena. Rena is visiting South Africa for the first time this coming July. Rena is actually traveling with her brother-in-law because her sister is too afraid of Africa. Her sister has heard stuff on the news, but Rena is more adventurous, so she's coming. We sit and chat for what seems like an eternity because the floor managers and the entire Daily Show team is setting everything up, making sure the crowd is settled in. I assure Rena, she's going to love SA, and she'll be fine. Her sister is going to regret not going when she sees the photos. Rena also asked me, have you met Trevor? I explained once, but of course, you know, he won't remember. But then I remembered I actually have a photo. So I show Lydia and Rena the photo. And I stress, guys, there were 100 people in the queue taking the same photo. There's no way he's going to remember me. Anyway, Lydia is excited about being from South Africa and feels a sense of pride thinking she's the only homegrown South African there. She's beaming. As we're all sitting there relaxed, all of a sudden, music begins to blast from the speakers. The floor manager comes out. Energy fills the room, and we are briefed more thoroughly now. After which, an hilarious comedian comes on to warm us up and let me reiterate this comedian was brilliant this was the first big surprise of the night i'm upset i didn't get his name halfway through his bit he goes through the audience and as it turns out lydia is far from the only south african in the audience there were cape tonians joe burks and people from all over the world the audience was about 200 people there were danish people italians and so many more and of course people from all across america we know this because the comedian asked people 
where are you from? Which country you're from? And people would extreme, ex- literally scream out, super proud of where they come from. And Mr. Brilliant would find a way to make fun of them. <laughs> as only an intelligent comedian could. He gets a standing ovation, and then the floor manager introduces a camera director who explains how guests, commercial breaks work, and other intervals will work throughout the entire show. And he also explains, if we're caught taking photos, these Secret Service security guards-looking people will take out a stun gun and paralyze us, and we'll be carried out on a stretcher. He didn't actually say that, but it's something kind of close. So we were terrified. Everybody put the phones up. Meanwhile, Lydia seemed completely deflated. She really wanted to be the only South African there, and eventually she gets over it, but not really. The countdown begins. Five. Four, three, two, one. Trevor comes out. Second big surprise. And we all stand up. We completely lose our marbles. We freak out as though it was Michael Jackson. The show is now officially underway. He goes into his news story, basically making fun of Trump and all the Trumpisms, and then a skit, and then he interviews the guests, which are singers, Chloe and Hallie, who I love. And through it all, because it was a taping, he hadn't had a chance to greet us yet. After he interviewed Chloe and Hallie, the crew set up because we were lucky enough to get a chance to see them perform. Trevor now comes out behind the desk and greets the audience officially. He asks, how many of you from out the country? I guess that's their thing, you know, because they know it's New York and people are going to come from all over the world. And, you know, this is where you get a chance to see how talented Trevor really is. Some guy from Malta explains he's there in New York on holiday and Trevor asks why he would come to the cold in New York, because it was still a little chilly, he says that, uh, you know, even though it's summer back home, whatever, he's going back and forth with Trevor. He's caught off guard. Hilarity consumes the room. Several other funny exchanges across the floor happen, and you just watch Trevor work his magic. Then Trevor comes to our side. Ask, who's from out the country? Lydia and myself look at each other and freeze. I become so nervous. I don't know where this comes from because I'm not that person, you know. I usually am the first to stand up, but I was freaking out for some reason. But then with my adrenaline pumping, I stand and blurt out, Hey, Trevor, I'm from Joburg. We met once, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't remember me and I wouldn't expect you to. Then I sit down and this weird feeling comes over me like, what have I done? Trevor then says, Move to the right a bit so I can see you. The lights are in my eyes. I can't really see you well. Oh, hey, Timothy, I remember you. I literally almost faint. Third surprise. Lydia grabs my hand. The Jewish lady hugs me, and we all have like a threesome moment for a second. The entire audience gasps and delights at Trevor's memory. I yell out, dude, wow, that's impressive. Meanwhile, I'm in total shock, surprised and blown away. The floor manager signals to him that Chloe and Hallie are ready now. They perform. We are all in tears. Their voices are literally angelic. The show ends. Trevor comes back out, waves, and thanks everyone. Tells the guy from Malta, thanks for coming. The British family he teased. Thank them as well. Then he looks up in my direction and goes, Timothy, good to see you again. I'm shocked. We walk out. The whole thing was happening in slow motion. Lydia and Rena stood next to me. We walk out and back onto those cold New York streets. I'll never forget my experience at The Daily Show precisely because of the several elements of surprise. 
And the next time you develop any campaign, remember this inexpensive way to add delight to your consumer or stakeholder. They'll be loyal forever. Thanks so much for listening. And please share this episode with someone who's chasing their unfired neurons. You never know what you may discover. Just how surprised you may be.